Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. I want you to take a moment and look deep into your heart and ask yourself, how much fear is in your heart? Do you have certain fears residing there? Certain fears that control you, influence you, weigh you down? Do you have fears that oppress you, that just paralyze you? We live in an era where so many people are so controlled by fear. They live in fear. Do you find fear in your life? Do do you fear rejection? Are you really afraid of what other people think of you? You're really afraid that someone's going to reject you. Someone's not going to like you. Do you live in that fear? Jesus wants to free you of that. Do you fear failure? Do you tend to be a little perfectionistic and you always have to get everything done right and you fear that it's not going to go well and other people may notice or you're going to notice and you're just going to feel like such a failure? Do you ever fear giving up control? You know, not getting what you want? Like the thing that you've been really dreaming about, really hoping for isn't going to work out. Do you, do, do you live in that fear? Do you, do you fear the unknown? Do you fear the future? Do you fear how a certain relationship is going to turn out or how your kids are going to turn out or a certain project you're working on is going to turn out? So many people today are weighed down by fear and Jesus wants to free us from that. He wants to liberate us so that we can live in his peace, live in his love. And there's one key virtue we need, a crucial virtue we need if we don't want to be controlled by all these fears. And it's a virtue that's often talked about in, in terms of like what you need on the battlefield. You need courage for the battlefield, right? Or maybe you need courage on the, the football field and, and in, in sports. But we don't realize we need courage just in ordinary day-to-day life just to get your, your paper done for a class or just to ask a girl out on a date or just to, to, to get a project done or just to run your family life well, you need a lot of courage. And that's what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I want to welcome any new listeners joining us for the first time, especially those that participated this last week in the Focus Seek conference, Seek 22. It was amazing. There were tens of thousands of people all over the world, college students, adults, parishioners. It was incredible. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but that focus, because it was a, it was a, done virtually, they had 1,700 parishes hosting Seek, and, and each of them having dozens to hundreds of people participating. It's incredible. That's one out of 10 parishes in the United States participating in Seek. I was blessed to go to one of those parish sites that had 280 people all packed together up in Windsor, Colorado at our, our, our Lady of the Valley. So a big shout out to them. And I drove down to Denver, the main hub site where they were broadcasting the keynotes. And uh, I got to be with a large group of, I think it was about seven, 800 college students from all over the great state of Colorado. And then I got on a plane that afternoon on Saturday, flew down to Dallas, and there, that was the biggest seat gathering. 1,500 college students gathered in Dallas at the convention center. It was crazy. I, I was on the big screen uh, giving my keynote earlier that afternoon, and then around 5.45, I come into the convention center in Dallas, and all the students were like, wait, we just saw you on the screen, and now you're here in person? But it was so fun. I mean, it was amazing watching right there that night is the, the climactic night, Saturday night of the seat conference when 
they have adoration. And to see 1,500 young people come together to worship Jesus, to fall on their knees in praise and adoration is, is so moving. And then to see them, hundreds of them, leave adoration to go to confession. Lots of grace in the Sea Conference. We've heard of so many conversion stories uh, having taken place. I ask your prayers. Please pray for everyone who participated, whether it's those young college students or the adults and parishioners, uh, that whatever touched their heart in the Sea Conference may may continue to bear much fruit in their lives uh, for, for many, many years to come. You know, thinking of those college students, uh, I want you to think about them. They're, they're going back to many of them are in kind of very secular, hostile environments. Uh, to live their Catholic faith requires a lot of courage. The virtue we're going to talk about today, to stand up for truth in this culture, uh, requires a lot of courage. But I want to talk about courage in the ordinary ways we need to live it out. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I think I just last week talked about how important it is to stand up for truth in, in our relativistic age. But I want to talk about just the ordinary ways we need to live courage. Courage isn't just for the battlefield. It takes courage to ask a girl out on a date. It takes courage for a parent to discipline a child. It takes courage to have a, a difficult conversation with someone. It takes courage to bear illnesses, to bear insults when friends let us down. That, that requires courage when we feel sad, when we, we face disappointments. We need courage to help us in those moments. Courage isn't just for the big battlefield or politicians or athletes or standing up for truth in the culture. Again, you see it there. But I, I, think, I think we see courage in the young mom that is raising little kids she doesn't get much sleep at night <laughs> and she's just overwhelmed and there's messes everywhere and, and, and her little toddler's having a breakdown. It requires great courage to persevere and continue serving those children, pouring your heart out and deforming them in, in the midst of chaos and stress and you're feeling exhausted. Parenting requires a lot of virtue. I, I think, you know, again, we think of courage and the martyrs and all the martyrs. And don't get me wrong, that's amazing courage. But we need courage in our ordinary daily lives. What is courage? We're going to talk about that. And I want to talk about two key acts of courage, according to Aquinas. But first, the definition. Catechism 1808. Courage is the virtue that, quote, ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy in pursuit of the good. So we are called to do good things, great things in our lives. And we need two things, two acts of courage to help us when we face difficulties. You see, we live in a fallen world, a broken world. And so we're going to experience suffering in this world. Things aren't going to be as easy as we'd like them to be. And so I want to get this done. I want to get it done quickly. And now I'm stuck in a traffic jam. I want to get this done. I want to get it done quickly. And the printer isn't working. I want to get it done. I've got to get this thing done quickly. And my child breaks down. <laughs> this is just the stuff that happens in life. What do I do in those moments? I've got something I'm called to do. I'm called to be a good father and be present to my children. But if I'm sad about something, somebody said something at work and I, and I'm, I'm, I was hurt by that. And or I overheard a conversation and I wonder what, what are people thinking of me? What is my boss thinking of me? I could be a little worried and a little sad about certain things. And that could distract me from being truly present to my wife and truly present to my children. I keep thinking about the sad thing that happened. I need courage in the midst of my daily life. So do you know the two acts of courage 
the two key acts of courage and then the the various virtues we need to be a man or woman of courage. Uh, I'm going to share with you from Aquinas. He says there's two things. We There's an attacking aspect of courage and an enduring aspect. Attacking means when 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 we're we're doing something and it, and it becomes hard. Are we able to withstand the difficulties? Can we push through them? Are we willing to do the hard things in life? See, we live in an age where, where so many people today, like when things are hard, they just give up or they whine or they complain. Uh, they drag their feet, they procrastinate, or they just throw in the towel. You know, I think about when, you know, when my kids have to do their chore. And let's say there's there's a lot of dishes, you know, on the table. I have more dishes tonight than normal. And it's hard. Oh, do I have to do all of them? Or, or they have to sweep and there's this, a lot more mess on the floor tonight. Do I, do I have to do this? I oh, it's so much. And oh, it's so hard. And you know, they could, they, my kids can sometimes whine. They can sometimes complain. Many times they're really good and they do their chores well. But like most of us, we have our little whiny moments <laughs> or we have a moment where it's just like overwhelming. It's just, I'm never going to get this done. They say, <laughs> oh, I can't do this. Well, we all have that little child in us. We might feel that way about a project at work. We may feel that way about something going on in the home. Like there, there, maybe there's a certain challenge with one of our kids and it's just, is this ever going to get better with this kid? We might feel that way in our marriage. There's a certain aspect of our marriage where we keep fighting or there's tension and, and we keep talking about it, but nothing improves. Is it ever going to get better? Oh, I can't do this anymore. We, 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 can, we can have that little child in us, even as adults. We can whine. We can complain. We can become discouraged. <laughs> That's what discouragement, losing our courage. So this is why, you know, when if you ever feel those, those kind of, you know, feelings of discouragement, feeling overwhelmed, feeling I can't do this or tempted to complain about something, tempted to get frustrated when things don't go our way, tempted to get angry when things don't go our way. That's a sign that uh, of a lack of courage. We need to muster up our courage and grow in courage to persevere through those difficult tasks. Uh, so one of the sub-virtues that we need for to be a courageous man or woman is perseverance. Perseverance is the virtue that presses against difficulties. That when, when things are hard, we don't cower. We're not overwhelmed. We're not crushed. We're saying, oh yeah, this is hard. We're acknowledging this is going to be really difficult, but we're going to figure this out. We're going we're gonna to push through. You know, other people need us to be courageous, right? I mean, when there's a problem, I'm on family vacation and the flights are delayed and, or if I got canceled, my, my, my family needs me to be courageous. They don't need me to go, oh no, what are we going to do now? And just be overwhelmed <laughs> or to get angry and just get frustrated. Oh, I can't believe United Airlines. Why did they cancel this flight? You know, that, that's not helpful. My kids actually, my, my wife and children need me to be courageous, to help me moderate that, that feeling of frustration, that tension, and, and just figure out, okay, children, this, the flight got canceled. I'm really sorry. I don't know what's going to happen right now. I'm going to go over to customer service. I'm going to try to figure this out. Pray for this. You know, yeah, but they need me to be courageous and not lose it. And if you ask my kids, they'll be honest. They'll tell you dad's lost it many times on vacations. <laughs> so uh, I don't live out. I don't live this out as well as I need to. I need to grow in perseverance. You know, we, we need perseverance in the office place, right? If let's say management comes and says, hey, we've got, you know, this big project and you need to get it done and you got to get it done quickly. And 
I'm thinking my, the team, the department I manage, we're already hard pressed. You know, our plates are already full and they're going to give us this other big initiative on a tight deadline. Uh, if I am overwhelmed by that and I start complaining about management, that's not helpful for my team. That my teammates need me to be a courageous man. They need, they need me to say, hey, all right, we've got this big project. I'll be honest, I'm not sure how we're going to fit figure this out, but but I believe in this team. I believe that we can put our minds together. We can prioritize. We will we'll work this out somehow. They need, need to be courageous. Other people are depending on me in my home, in my family life, in the workplace. Other people are depending on me to have courage. And one of the first things we need to be courageous is this attacking element where a, a problem comes and I acknowledge it's hard, but I'm not going to be crushed by it. I'm not going to allow myself to become overwhelmed. I'm not going to become discouraged. I can persevere through it. We're going to figure this out and I'm not going to lose it in the process. I think about how many times when something wrong has happened, you know, I'm working on something and and all of a sudden there's a great difficulty. There's times I admit when I've, I've, I'll, I'll lose it. I'll just go, oh, why did that happen? And I get frustrated. That's not helpful. Do you, do you like being around people that lose their lose their patience and get frustrated easily? I'm not able to love my wife and love my kids when I'm I'm building a project, doing some little house improvement project and it doesn't go well. And if I lose my peace, that's not just a problem for Edward Sree. It's a problem for my kids because <laughs> they see dad a little stressed out or Beth doesn't want to be around me when I'm like that, right? I need to grow in courage. I need to grow in perseverance. I need to be able to attack problems with firmness and interior peace and not lose my peace. When I lose my peace, the other people lose their peace around me because of my lack of courage. Let me give another example. The other aspect of courage is endurance, that we have to endure difficulties. There's sometimes where we're attacking, we're attacking, we're trying, we're trying to fix things, and then it just doesn't work out. We've tried everything we could on our end. Now what do we do? You know, I think about somebody, let's say they're battling cancer and that's hard. So they need the attacking part of courage. Okay, what do I need to do? You know, what treatments do I need? Um, do I need to change my diet? Do I need to change my lifestyle? We're attacking the cancer. I'm going to do everything I can to try to go after it. But there could come a time when we face this, that I've tried everything and it's, it's not working. And I've got, to, I've got to endure this now. I have to endure the suffering, endure the pain endure the fear of what might happen. And that requires courage as well. So courage isn't just about attacking, it's about bearing our difficulties well. Now that's a a very serious example, but we need this in ordinary things that come up in life. You know, this is related very much to the virtue called patience. You know, they say patience is a virtue, but patience particularly is all about moderating our sorrow. Like when we experience sadness, something doesn't turn out well, somebody hurts us, somebody lets us down, we can be sad. Oh, I was really hoping for this and it didn't work out. I really wanted this job and I didn't get it. I really you know, was hoping for this thing for my family and we just couldn't pull it off and I'm sad. I'm sad when a, a friend says something that, that's hurtful or a friend just wasn't there for me when I wanted them to be, that hurts. I'm sad when my spouse hurts me sad with one of my kids says something that hurts my feelings. These are things that just happen in life. We hurt each other, but we, we can allow that sorrow to take over. 
so much that I'm not, I'm not present to the people around me. This is why Aquinas explains this, that the virtue of patience is the virtue that moderates our sorrow. So we don't become overwhelmed by sorrow. Because here's the deal. When I get too sad about the bad things happening in my life, I can't be present to the people around me. I can't give the best of myself to my wife and to my kids. So let's say I come home from work and I'm just worried about something that somebody said in the office, or I'm really sad. I I, I failed at, at, at something at the office. And so I'm just sad about that. And I could just be so overwhelmed by that sorrow. I'm just not present to my wife. She's talking to me, but I'm not really listening. I mean, guys get sorrow, really overwhelmed by sorrow when their favorite teams lose. Do you ever see that? <laughs> they love their teams so much. And I get it, you know, you to be sad a little bit, but sometimes that sorrow is out of proportion. Okay, yeah, your team didn't win the Super Bowl, but, you know, that's really not the most important thing in life, <laughs> you know, uh, but they're crushed. And, and like for the rest of the night and for days, they're just so crushed by it. They're not, they're not as attentive to their children. It's hard for them to get into their kids' lives. I mean, that that's a sign of a lack of patience a lack of courage, you know, or, you know, let's say there's a young student that, you know, a relationship that they were in is ended and they're all sad, but they need to continue being a student and doing their papers and being a good roommate and uh, finishing their homework. Like their sorrow could overwhelm them so much that they can't do what they're supposed to do. And so we need to moderate our sorrow. Do you allow yourself to be overwhelmed by sorrow sometimes? where you just focus on all your troubles, that's a sign that something's off. Now, there's more serious situations in life where people have really deep wounds, and that's understandable. They've experienced trauma. They maybe need therapy and good spiritual direction. And so I'm going to bracket those. There's, there's really more complex, difficult cases. Even there, they need courage. But, but I'm talking about the ordinary daily sorrows that come up in life. We can allow ourselves to be just so taken in by them that I'm not able to be present I want to share with you a story about a man that was really courageous in my life. And I was so impressed and so edified by his, his courage. This is a man I, I taught with uh, many years ago. Uh, he was older. He actually had retired. And, um, and he was battling brain cancer. And he was always so joyful and always so encouraging to all the work that uh, us young professors were doing and uh, he was so so delighted with the work of focus starting and encouraging that ministry. And I remember, you know, he's battling cancer and I'd see him at mass every day. I always still went to daily mass. But then there was a, a several week period went by where I just didn't see him for about a month. And I had heard he'd really taken a downward turn. But then he showed up at mass again one day. He was there with his wife. And I'll never forget, he came up to me and I I knew, I knew he was dying. You know, we all knew that it, it, the end was coming close, but I was so delighted that he was able to come to Mass. And I'll never forget, I, I came up to him and I wanted to ask him how he's doing. But before I could, you know, he just came and, you know, shook my hand and said, oh, Ted, how are things going? How's the theology department? So excited about all these great things happening. He just has this big smile. And he's dying like any day, any week now. And he's so focused on me. And he says, tell me about focus. How are things going with the college students there? And he just kept asking questions about the ministry and the work in the theology department. And finally, I, I got to get a word in. And finally, I just said, tell me, how, how, how are you doing? And, you know, he pauses a moment, very thoughtful, but he smiles and he says, Ted, you know what? I know I'm coming to the end, 
but I've lived a very good life. I've had a very blessed life. And I'm so thankful. I'm going to be praying for you. That's a man of great courage. Surely he attacked his battle with cancer and did what he could. And, but he reached a point of having to surrender and then he had to just endure the pain. So he has attacking and endurance, both elements of courage here. But what you see is someone that was just so not focused on his own sorrows. And he had real sorrows. I mean, he went on, he said, I'll be honest, Ted, I'm in a lot of pain. It really, really hurts. I've never been in so much pain in my life. But I've lived a good life. And I'm ready to go. And those, this is my last conversation I had with him. He died shortly after that. And um, it, it just reminds me of like the little sorrows that I might have, you know, are so much smaller compared to what my friend had. But he didn't allow his sorrows to crush him. And he was able to give himself to other people, to his wife, to his children, to us younger professors, even in his last days, as he's in great pain, he's thinking about others. We need courage. This is why we need courage, my friends. It's not just to go do something spectacular and be famous, like on a battlefield or be a martyr or on the athletic courts or whatever. No, no, we need patience and perseverance. We need attacking and endurance and courage just to give ourselves, to give the best of ourselves to other people. When I lack courage, that's not just a problem from Edward Sree. No, it's a problem for my wife. It's a problem for my children. It's a problem for my friends and for my colleagues. They experience when I lack that attacking aspect of courage, perseverance, and I'm overwhelmed and I, I lose my peace and I'm frustrated, that, that hurts other people. I let them down. I'm not able to be the man I need to be for them. When, when I, am, I don't endure suffering well, I lack that endurance part of courage. I lack patience. It keeps me from being truly present to my wife, to my kids, to my friends, and, and give the best of myself thinking of them because I'm too, think, I'm too much thinking about my own troubles. Do you see how courage is so important just for day-to-day life? If you want to learn more about the virtue of courage, you want to learn more about the particular sub-virtues like perseverance, patience. We didn't even get to talk about constancy and magnanimity, all of the virtues of courage and practical ways to grow in courage in your day-to-day life so you're not overwhelmed by your fears. You're not overwhelmed by suffering. You're not overwhelmed by difficulties. You can check out my book that I wrote on the virtues called The Art of Living. We'll put in the show notes called The Art of Living, The Cardinal Virtues and the Freedom to Love. And I'm just sharing with you from the chapters, some of the chapters right there about the virtue of courage. Well, let's pray for each other that we all grow in this virtue. And um, if you have any questions uh, on this or any other topics, you can always find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. uh, And you can find me on my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. Thanks for listening and God bless.